0: You're listening to a download from Camden Community Radio. www.ccradio.org So This morning, FOMA Onyafulu is here to talk to us about her play called No Water in the Jungle. Oh, good morning. So you've written a play, yes. which is going to be on at the Camden Fringe, and it's yes. called No Water in the Jungle. That's right, yes. You yourself are from Nigeria. Yes. And so you've set this tale, No Water in the Jungle, Jungle, around a traditional way of storytelling in Africa.
1: Yes, yes, because um, I've come from a long line of uh, storytellers. Um, For instance, my grandfather, he loved telling stories so much. He had a shop, he would tell stories and people would be stealing from him (laughs) while he's telling the stories and he wouldn't even remember. (laughs) <laughs> he wouldn't even see the shoplifters. You know, that's the kind of.
0: <laughs> so he was a storyteller. First.
1: He was a yes, and the a shopkeeper,
0: a very poor second. Yes. <laughs> so you you yeah. came from a tradition of telling stories. So yes, your your grandfather told stories. Yes. Your mother's mother. father, and then your mother told yeah, stories. Yeah, she
1: told me lots of stories. Yes, and then uh, now I'm telling
0: And they and told stories. you the stories.
1: Yes, and also my cousin as, as well. So we we have it in our family. We all. Tell so stories. you stole in their stories. No because the thing uh, from our tradition is someone tells you a story you're obliged to retell the story so there's nothing like copyright so you go on as long as you pass it down
0: so not only yeah. did you not steal the story you have a responsibility <laughs> to retell it
1: yes the story. i do i do so you yeah. linked
0: this story to climate change
1: Yes, I, uh, I have done that because um, it, it's originally why um, the story about uh, the animal characters in the jungle of how they relate to one another and also with the water situation, water shortage and of how they've, some of them have not been very kind to each other. The way I told the story is so I almost made them look more like, um, have the characters of human, really, to tell the story. Because the story starts with them sitting around the uh, tree stumps and complaining about the water shortage. So that's how the play starts.
0: And how does the play finish?
1: Well, the way the play, you will find out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They had to work out how to help each other in the end after being greedy.
0: After being greedy, not, yes, they're short sharing. of water, and then they learn to yeah. share, and yes, then they in the end, yeah. learn to have enough water between them.
1: Yes, yes.
0: And this play is for small children.
1: It is, but uh, but because of uh, climate change and everything, so it is across the board. So it attracts. Um, it is for everybody. In fact, yes.
0: So the play is going to be on in August, from the fifth to right. the eleventh. Yes, and it's on at Archway.
1: Yeah, um, Archway Methodist uh, Church, opposite the Archway Tube Station.
0: Right. Yes. Okay. And for people who want to find out more about where it's on, uh, you can go to the website Camden Fringe. Dot com, yes. and then look up the play No Water in the Jungle. Yes. Now, the play itself is on an archway close, which is N193TD, and um, as former said, it's in the Methodist Church. So, former how did you come to write this play?
1: Yes, it's like most things that have happened to me, which is very strange. A friend of mine, it's quite a long story, <laughs> a friend of mine, she runs a private nursery, and when she broke her hip, and she called me, because she's a very close friend of mine. She said to me, I know many years ago you worked in the nursery. Help me. I can't go to the school. Um, can you help me just open the doors for the parents to come in? So every morning I would go in and um, help meet and greet the parents just to help my, my, my friend. And there was this um, lady who came in and she introduced herself as their nanny. So And one day we started chatting. She said, what do you do when you're not here? I said, well... I am an author, I write children's books, but I'm helping my friend. So the next time she came, she said, have you got a website? And I just scribbled it on a piece of paper and gave it to her. You know, usually when you give people um, something on a piece, of paper, they lose the piece of paper. So the next time she came, she said, oh, I've been on your website. Have you ever thought about writing a script? For a play? For she just No, she just said a script. And she walked off and I looked at her. I thought, how did... What did she see on my website I hadn't seen? Because I didn't tell anyone I've written a script or or not. But she's through that. And then the next time I searched, she said to me, I run a small production company, Tooth." So that's how it came about.
0: So this production is by Snaggletooth?
1: Yes, and they're the ones uh, producing my play now. Yes. Very strange, yeah. (laughs) So that's how it came about, yeah. So what else have you written? I've written The Girl Who Married a Ghost, which is also a play, but a, a, a script, um, which has been taken, uh, a film company in London, shown an interest. They're still holding on to the script, yes.
0: So they've taken your script, but they haven't done anything with it yet?
1: Yeah, they haven't yet, because it, it slow. it's quite a very slow thing if it's to do with filming. It, takes, it could take years, it could take like 10 years. So at the moment, they've got hold of it. Yes.
0: So tell us a little bit about you. You also were a photographer.
1: Yes, I started as a photographer. Um, I, um, I was working for The Voice as a freelance photographer, West Africa magazine, that was years ago, and Candom uh, Chronicle and then Jewish Chronicle, yes, uh, at one point. So I would go doing these local events that I would cover.
0: We can tell from your local voice that you didn't grow up in London. You come yeah. from Nigeria? Nigeria,
1: yes. I was born in Nigeria, but my parents studied, my dad studied law here uh, in London, and then my mom fashion design. So, and they said uh, they loved um, England, everything
0: British. But they went back to, to yeah, Nigeria? they
1: did. And then they said that uh, they would like to send one of their daughters over uh, to study, and they—that's how I came here.
0: So you came to study photography?
1: No, I came. <laughs> I came to study business management. Uh, it's so far away.
0: <laughs> Where did you study yeah. business management?
1: Yeah, it's um, it's a private uh, college, down in Seven Sisters Road. I'm trying
0: to remember the name now. And it's then, at what point ago. did you abandon your business studies?
1: Yes, um, what happened? Was, you know, it's like everything that happens. It, it, there must be a purpose in it because of something strange. I didn't know I could take photographs, to be honest, but I was wandering uh, Frinsbury Park, walking down with a friend. And uh, because in Nigeria we don't have spring, we have... Um the raining season and dry season. Ah. And then to see flowers coming up, it was beautiful. Park, uh, you Park know, was the one. And I said, I wish I had a camera to photograph this. And I, I kept, Badging my friend kept saying, I wish I had this. She said, please get a camera. She was really getting fed up. And I turned her words came out of me and I said, I think I want to do an evening studies on photography. She said, what now? So that's how I did it. And I went to a photographic training set at Elscott. To study photography,
0: and then you worked as a professional photographer.
1: Yes, yeah, so that's how it all came came about in a runabout so way. So
0: something about you looking at the world with fresh eyes.
1: Yes, it was. Yeah, it was mm. really very exciting. Yeah.
0: So in Nigeria, you have a great storytelling tradition. Now I know in Nigeria, people come from different. Does Yoruba and yes, So Ebo, where yes, are you from? I am
1: Ebo. You're Ebo. Yeah, yes. So So
0: other particular things about the Ebo storytelling tradition.
1: Yes, the villain is always the tot. Is <laughs> always there the tortoise
0: the tortoise is always yes, the villain, the villain oh, and it's... who's the hero <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, yeah the lion the lion will. is the hero but, but on this occasion yes. from the uh, the what, in the, it's the tortoise that saved the animals
0: it's the tortoise that saved yes, the animals so, so you're got turning got... the tradition on its head
1: Yeah, so usually but it does have a bad press so why not give it a, a little bit of
0: kind <laughs> <laughs> so what it. other features are there of storytelling Ibo storytelling do you tell who all the characters are at the start
1: Yes, because, uh, for instance, when, when you're about to tell a story, you almost as if you, are, you make it very important. You say to the children, I'm about to tell you a story. And the children say, get on with it. Actually, almost like, you know, almost like they're dressing a court, a high court or something. And then you repeat that. I am going to tell you a story. And they say, get on with it. Mm-hmm. I am going to... T-. So you are prepared. It's almost like a tug of war, really. So you're getting their attention. You're, you don't stop fighting. No, you so own it. the
0: suspense it. is building and they're yes, getting patient. Yes, and you
1: own it. It becomes yours. You act it out and you own it. And, every, and everybody will comply. They will listen. They will you know, obey. And uh, so that's how... So that's how you start,
0: start telling the story. Yes. And then you tell them who the characters are. Or you introduce them bit no, by bit. No, you just... You just I carry on, just...
1: yeah. You just go into the story, and uh, but everybody will know without we know that going to be a villain in this story. We know who he's going to be. You know, yes, yeah, so we all know. Yeah. And,
0: and presumably then this um, storytelling tradition predated things like television and radio. Oh,
1: yes. Oh, definitely. Um, the, you know, because that's how, I think it's the, the same thing about oral history, because yes. we use that. Uh, so how did people,
0: I know, for example, in Ireland, there was a storytelling tradition where people gathered around the fire. Because right. it would be cold and dark yes. at night, and so people would gather around the fire, and the storytelling yeah. would be told that way. in In uh, Nigeria,
1: because it's so hot, we don't. Have <laughs> but something like because the sun goes down very quickly. As soon as it's four four thirty, yeah, it's almost. Who uh, just turned off the light? Switched off the light. It goes down, and so uh, around about six, the children they've had in the their dark. their dinner. Yes, so it could be if if it's in a village, so it would be a mom or a grandmother from any household. Will, uh, the children will gather and they will listen to the stories so children can hop from one house to the other.
0: And would and people um, still do that now, even in the time of television? Uh,
1: I'm afraid. Less it's, so. Yes, which is, it breaks my heart. I'm afraid it's not that common anymore. Yeah. Because
0: people gathered as a group of people and the children yes. heard the stories together.
1: Yes, from different households. And, you know, I the tell excitement you the, the, the of going news. out in the dark afterwards. Yes, the good news is that it makes you. Listen uh-huh. a lot, and you use your imagination, and also suddenly you come home, you go, you dive in, and you cover your head with the blanket And your mom is saying, "Aren't you going to say good night?" "No, tomorrow," <laughs>
0: <laughs> because you're frightened by the stories.
1: <laughs> yeah, but but it's all in good fun, yeah. Uh-huh. Because you've actually it's not meant to relive because you know that it's not real, yeah. but you are taking it on board. It's almost as if you you're soaked up. Yeah, uh, the story <laughs> for that moment. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, um, how about radio? Do people tell stories on the radio?
1: Yes, I think um, a little bit. Yeah, but um, it's always better to visualize. And you know, someone is sitting in front of you. You, the tone of the voice, the way they tell the story. You make eye body. contact. Yeah, you make eye contact. Yeah, it's still better than stories on TV. Because on.
0: really, it's like theater.
1: It is. It is. They act it out, and and then the, um, you know, it's not just the the someone listening. is It's not just listening. They also taking part, and they, uh, you know, they acting it out. So this is
0: the first time that one of your stories is actually going to be staged. Yes. Are you excited?
1: Very. Because uh, during the rehearsal, I, I was almost out of my body <laughs> when one of the actors, uh, suddenly began to talk and I thought I know that sentence I wrote it (laughs) I nearly I nearly fainted because it's always in my head and to be out it's almost out in the public like you let your children out without permission as someone will walk your child and you're saying but it's my child you should have asked me first that kind of feeling.
0: (laughs) So you're sitting in theatre and watch the performance and see your own work being brought to life.
1: Yeah, it, was, it freaked me out, uh, to be honest. Wonderful.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, if you'd like to see a FOMA's response, come along <laughs> to the show and, and watch her watching you, listening to it. It's good. Yes, Goy. yes. Thank you so much. It's been oh, lovely to talk to you. Thank you. You are listening to a podcast from Camden Community Radio. www.ccradio.org.